a Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxis Tires and Renthal on RacerXOnline.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,500 podcasts delivered with over 15 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out. Donate via Patreon if it suits you. As always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Fly Racing Racer X Podcast with Jeff Willow. Remember him? Uh, nice, to, nice to chat with him today, and uh, really appreciate you guys listening. Steve Mathis here, of course, Racer X Online as well. Check him out, please, and uh, subscribe if you can. Lots of things in the magazines that you'll never read online, people, and uh, we would appreciate it if you... Uh, if you Hit that subscribe button either digitally or get the old school magazine. Thanks to Fly Racing, flyracing.com, Blake Baggett, Zach Osborne, many other racers wearing Fly Racing out there and uh, doing a good job of that. Their Formula Helmet, their Evo gear, their FR5 boots. They've got a new goggle. They've got you covered head to toe. And uh, whatever price point you need, whatever kind of features and benefits you need, flyracing.com has got you covered. Thank you, those guys. Renthal as well. The undisputed global leader in manufacturing design since 1969, Renthal has become notorious for a relentless obsession to detail and quality through their commitment to produce the finest products on the market today. Kenny Roxon, of course, using Renthal, Adam Cien, Cirillo, Eli Tomac, Justin Brayton, right? Many, many racers out there. Uh, the Fat Bar 36 is their newest innovation from the folks at Renthal, Renthal.com. Please check it out, and uh, you know it's going to be quality stuff. Also, thanks to the folks at Maxis, Alex Ray. The cat running MXSTs out there, developed by the king, Jeremy McGrath, and uh, used at the highest levels of racing. Uh, please check them out if you're into a, uh, into a set of tires, that uh, a high-end set of tires that maybe you haven't thought of before. Look at the look Maxis's way. Mountain bike tires, of course, as well. They do a great job with those. Light truck tires, SUVs, uh, UTVs, uh, Maxis.com for more information from those guys. All right, let's uh, dive into this conversation with Jeff Willow, shall we? San Diego Supercross winner, Jeff Willow. Here he is. All right, as promised here on the Fly Racing Racer X podcast, presented by Maxis and the folks at Renthal, Supercross winner, former Honda Troy rider, works champion, I just found out. It's Jeff Willow. What's up, Jeff? How are you, man? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? I'm good. Thank you for doing this. Appreciate it. I haven't talked to you for a while, so it's awesome. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, no problem. Anytime. Um, what's going on? Uh, so, actually, we'll, we'll talk about your works thing in a second here, because I, I got a lot of questions about that and the Chinese bike you rode. But uh, what's, what's going on with you nowadays? What's happening? Uh, right now, I got a, a new baby that's just uh, over a week old. So we got a, awesome. a new, new addition to the family. So that's a lot less sleep going on right now. Yeah, yeah, really, right? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, all's good. Uh, what do you do for a living? I work on water fountains. Got my own like little uh, business here in LA. Oh, cool! Like you, like you mold them like in the backyard pools and stuff like that, or no? Oh. I like fix them, repair them, deliver, set them up. Ah, okay. Sweet. All that good stuff. How did you ever yeah, get about into... Far as, okay. About as far as you can from dirt biking. Yeah, really, right? How'd you get into that? How'd you fall into that? 
Uh, well, you know, I actually uh, down the street from from my house, there's a dirt field that I grew up riding bicycles when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And, and across the street was a fountain shop. <laughs> okay. And, uh, you know, we knew the, the owners for, you know, my whole life, you know. And yep. He used to watch me ride bicycles and, and dig in there while, while he was working. And, uh, you know, one thing led to another. When I was done racing, I started helping his dad out down there at the fountain shop. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was super boring. <laughs> so uh, he, he kind of said, you know, hey, I get calls for, for repairs all the time. And, you know, one thing led to another, and, and here we are. Wow, that's cool. Neat out, right? Who yeah. knew? It, it all comes back to moto for all of us, right, at some point, it, it right? <laughs> at one point, yep, that's exactly right. Yeah, somewhere along the line. You still ride at all? You still get on a bike? Um, yeah, I have I have been a little less lately. Actually, I, I hurt my wrist. But, um, yeah, I tried to, we were going riding, like, every, every Friday for a while at Gorman and mm-hmm. trying to hit Milestone up before they closed. Oh, cool! And, uh, yeah, and then I, then you know, I hurt my wrist playing yeah. catch with my daughter. <laughs> Go figure. Of all things, right? Yeah, I try to tell all the all my buddies. Yeah, it was a big triple cased it, but in <laughs> reality, in reality, it was uh, we were just playing catch and uh, pulled some ligaments and kind of re re injured an old injury. Yeah. So, are you one of those guys like like look? You won a Supercross. You're one of the best riders in the world and top ten guy and all of this stuff. Are you one of those guys that as you get older? You get frustrated when you're riding because you know, you know, in your brain what you should do. You know what, how you should ride, uh, or are you okay with just you know going slower than you used to be and getting your arm pump, arm pump, and all that kind of stuff? <laughs> yeah, you know what? I've had to just learn to live with it. Right, to be right. With you. When the when the kid on the 125 flies by you on your 450, right when you're feeling <laughs> like you're hauling ass, you're like, wait a second, yeah. What, what's going on? But yeah, you know, you just gotta gotta adjust to you know. Yeah. Shit, I gotta wake up and go to work and uh, you know take care of the kids. So can't yep. just let it all hang out when there's no money on the line. You know. No, for sure. Some guys struggle with that, right? Like I know some some riders that just they don't want to ride anymore because they they can't do it anywhere near what they used to. So they just screw it. You know, like there's definitely some guys yeah. like that. Yeah, definitely. I understand that side of it, but mm-hmm. then it, the the only thing that keeps me sane is. Uh, is going for a ride on the dirt bike sure. every once in a while. So, uh, I was do, I was doing. So, how much do you follow the races, like the, the supercrosses and motocross stuff? Do you go? Do you follow them? Do you read about them or anything? Uh, well, you know, with it being so easy to not go and just sit on the couch and watch TV, <laughs> I, I don't go as much as I'd like to. Uh-huh. You know, I really like seeing all the all the old friends and stuff. But yeah, no, I'm I'm a huge fan. I definitely follow it every weekend. Okay, you know, I watch it yep. a couple times during the week after and and. Uh, you know, can't wait. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, awesome. That's good. Um, so yeah, I was looking up. I was googling your name. I was looking at the Racer X Vault and trying to jog my memory and everything else. And and then I came across that Jeff Willow won a thirty plus in a Works Championship. And I'm like, is, is that the same Jeff Willow that I remember that I used to race and he now races Works? Um, but it yeah. it was you. That's awesome. Congrats. I had no idea. No idea. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. You know, that, that's a really fun series. And uh, did a couple of those races way back in the day and got smoked by the by the fast guys, but had a had a blast doing it. And uh, when I got that uh, got the opportunity to to ride the SSR 450, that was the series we picked. And you know it was a bunch of fun venues. Uh-huh. Rough as all heck, you know. So yeah. was, we were we were torturing the bike and you know doing what what they wanted to see happen with the bike and. And we ended up winning that championship that year, so it was, a, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, that's cool. My buddy Kyle Bentley, who used to manage uh, 
uh, RCH team and was a mechanic at Pro Circuit for a while. He loves that work series. He loves it. He just, just says it's awesome. It's great fun. So I need to get it, out there. It I, is. Yeah, I'm just dialed yeah. into moto. I just can't. I can't wrap my brain around doing off road stuff. You know, I just can't. <laughs> well, see, it's like an almost an hour right long race. So you got to be ready to to beat yourself up. But yeah. the good thing is, is you only do one race. Yeah. So you know, yeah. you you're out of there right when you're done, and it's uh, it's pretty cool. I had fun, you know, taking the family to those, and you know, they race at places like State Line where you can go gamble, and the kids can. Yeah, ride the you know the uh, whatever the roller coaster and the video games and all that good stuff. So now, um, this is a Chinese bike you won the championship on. Like really? It it was. Yeah. So how did that yeah, come together? SSR. Well, you know, I, I was riding for SSR on doing their pit bikes. You know, we do the yep. mini moto every year in Vegas, and and they're they were super into it. And uh, and one thing led to another where they said, hey, we we got a 450 and we want you to come ride it. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, whatever, you know, <laughs> yeah. we went and rode it. And then, you know, one thing led to another, we, we almost won the like, you know, vet class or, you know, the small class at a local race. And they were, they were pretty impressed that their bike could do it, you know? Mm-hmm. So we uh, took two of their bikes home and modified them all up and uh, we went racing. Bro, you were a factory rider again. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially. Yeah. You know, and it was, it was pretty cool, you know, being, you know, nearly 40 and, and uh, going racing again and, you know, having somebody else pay for it. That's yeah. good. So the thing held up like these are, I mean, obviously, you know, we all know we make jokes about the quality and all this kind of stuff. And I mean, it held up. It was it fine. No problems. You, you know what? T- to be honest, like for a full blown racer, it's not the best bike. Right. But yeah, no, for, for what I was doing on it, it, mm-hmm. it held up, you know, great. And, um, you know, I was pretty surprised myself to be honest. And, uh, you know, that's what kept us going. We raced it for two years. Uh, the next year, we had a little more stiffer competition. We did the uh, the opposite series, what the other one's called. But, uh, you know, that one didn't work out as great. Mm-hmm. But the bike is solid. And, uh, you know, they, they moved on to – they kind of put that away, and we're not racing that bike no more. Yeah. And we kind of went separate ways. But wow. It, it was awesome when it lasted, and I'm pretty sure they're still building, you know, solid bikes. I right. think they got a new 350 or something coming out soon. Are they aluminum frame or steel frame? I don't even know. Yeah, it was yeah. Aluminum, aluminum frame. Yeah, it was aluminum frame, and uh, the one that we were riding was like a, was like almost like a, you know, like a clone of a 2005 Honda 450. Okay. Yeah, yeah. X or something. Yeah, I think it yeah. was. So, oh, wow. so we could find some parts, you know, off of, from Honda to yep. put on there, make them a little more durable and. Okay. Make them make them last through the whole race. Oh, that's awesome. That's cool. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, no idea. So. Going, uh, let's go back in the time machine here a little bit. So you're from, like, you're an Orange County kid, I think, if I remember right. Where'd you grow no, I grew up? Grew up in Glendale. Oh, Glendale. Glendale. Okay, all right. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's not really Orange County, is it? It's more like more L.A. I L.A. Guess, you know? Yeah, that's a weird spot to be from. Uh, um, <laughs> As a dirt bike rider. Yeah, right? yeah, for sure. How'd you so how'd you get into dirt bikes? Um, you know, my dad he rode out in the desert, and um. You know, we'd go out there every weekend, mm-hmm. and uh, he had all his, you know, bunch of friends. And one of his friends said, "Hey, we need to take him to Indian Dunes and and you know let him race." Right. And that's that's where it all started, and then uh, all downhill from there. <laughs> yeah, that you had uh, you had uh, Apple Valley Gorman or what? No, not Gorman. Uh, what's Lemon Grove? What was that place? Called? Lemon Grove. Lemon- yeah, that was before Lemon Grove. We would, you know, we, yep. we, I grew up riding Indian Dunes. 
and then like uh, Ascot Friday night oh. and stuff like that. Oh, you're that old? No offense, you're that I old. Know, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, yep, I'm aging myself here, but right. yeah, you know, definitely the good old days where you know you go rape on Friday night and Saturday and Sunday if you're a diehard, you know. Right, right. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah. Yeah, so you never, yeah, yeah, living in Glendale, you wouldn't have gone out to uh, Corona and all that, for Corona Raceway and all that kind of stuff back then. Like, yeah, you'd stop, stay up north there a little bit. Yeah, definitely, definitely. My dad, he was pretty good at, you know, taking us all over the place. So I, tr- I wonder now, you know, like, how did he know where all these races were? You know, because back then it wasn't like yeah. you could go online and yeah. find out where to go. But, uh, you know, definitely most of the reason I got to where I was is because of my dad. At what point yeah. were you like, I mean, did you do Loretta's and all that in Ponca? Yeah, we yeah. did. We did uh, like Lake Whitney okay. when I was like uh, 125 intermediate, 125 pro. And then we did we did Ponca and Loretta's, which was a long haul for us back in the day. You know, I think I only went maybe three times. Mm-hmm. But uh, it never really had like a lot of success at Loretta's. That track was really brutal. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think I got on the podium one time with yeah. the overall. Yeah, the first time I remember seeing you or hearing of you was you were riding a Cowway. It was probably your first year pro. And I literally, like, I don't remember you being, like, a hotshot amateur kid or anything, you know? And I just was like, oh, you know, who's this Jeff Willow kid from California, like, you know, doing well in Supercrosses before the Honda Troy ride? I was like, oh, shit. Like, that was kind of the first time I'd ever seen you. So that's why I asked if you went to those amateur stuff because I don't remember hearing a lot about you as a Team Green kid or whatever, whatever you rode, you know? Yeah, totally. I never really, I never really remember being like super fast or you know like like the Buddy Antonez of the yeah of the of the era. But you know when I first started uh, riding one twenty five intermediate is when I kind of found my speed and uh, was like, whoa, dude, I, yeah. can, I think I could win. You know, and then uh, <laughs> a good friend of mine that worked at O'Neill, Dave Westfall, he kind of put me and Jim Holly, they kind of put me under their wing, oh, and okay. they would take me to all the money races and. You know, trade some O'Neill gear if we had to to get us free entries, or you know, we we did it old school. Yeah, and uh, those guys are the ones that taught me, you know, how to how to call a promoter and yeah, tell them, hey, you know, could, we want to come racing and you know get them to help you out and all that good stuff. Do you ever race those Reno races that Jimmy put on back in the day? He put on a bunch. Oh, of- I sure did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. those were <laughs> those were the best. Those were the best. I would ask sure. you for some Jim Hawley stories, but I don't know if they can be public. Whatever story. <laughs> <laughs> the, the 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 Jim Holly story that I like to tell is when I was probably you know a seventeen year old kid, yep. and we were all in a in the van somewhere over in Reseda, you know, and I was shy. I never talked to girls or nothing. And there's yeah. a girl, four girls in a car next to us, and he said, "Willow, get out of the car and go climb in their car and make them follow us to the house, and and you, you guys, you know, you could talk to these girls." <laughs> And I was like, oh, oh, hell no, you know? Yeah. But I was like, I can't, I'm not going to not do it. Right. So I got out of that car, and I went up and talked to them girls. And I can't even remember if they, you know, followed us back or if they were about to call 911. But, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> ever since then, Jim oh. Holly was my hero. And, uh, you know, it, he's just a legend. Just, Holly is a legend. There's so many Jim Holly stories out there. Yeah. And uh, obviously I know him well. He's still at the Supercrosses and all of that. Great guy. Amazing, yeah, great guy. That. Um, oh, that's funny. So, okay, so that's kind of yeah, it's, uh, O'Neill again, like Valencia Company, kind of up there by Glendale or whatever. So you're you're getting in tight with all that, all those guys. Um, yeah, and I'd actually been in with Jim. Jim actually came to my dad 
when I was still on a 50, and he told told my dad I look like a Christmas tree, and he needs to get some gear on that kid. <laughs> so uh, that's about how long I've been riding for O'Neill. Yeah. Oh so, shit, that's so hilarious. I, and I still I still wear O'Neill gear to this day. So. Oh, you do? Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um. Pretty loyal. Yeah, that's awesome. No, and and it's good company. Jim O'Neill, of course, just an, an icon in the industry. You know. Of uh, course. Um. So, who do you grow up with racing? Like, who's your kind of counterparts that you bang bars with? I'm thinking, like, Parolio and McGavin and those guys? Or no? That's exactly who I was going to say. Sean Parolio. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, and you know, there was a lot of guys, to be honest. You know, they they came from everywhere, you know? Mm-hmm. Right when you think you're the baddest dude around, somebody else will show up and, uh, yeah. you know, be, be threatening you. But, yeah, Sean lived, you know, like, not too far away from here. Billy Payne. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Billy Payne. I rode with Billy when he was a, you know a little younger than me, obviously. But uh, um, Kenny Zart. I rode with Kenny Zart. Oh shit! Zart. The, the dart. Zart. Yeah, he actually uh, really helped me out a lot when I was a young kid growing up, and you know he always had tracks that you could yep. go ride. The hot spots that um, nobody knew about. Yeah, he passed away, right? Kenny did. He did. did. Yeah. yeah. Um, just a magazine legend, though, like like Holly, right? Like Kenny Zart, just. All of that stuff. Um, growing yeah, up, watching total, him ride. Total. Um, total legend. Did you ever go ride at uh, um, Staben's house? Brian Staben up in Camarillo? Did you ever go up there? No, I don't okay. think I've ever made it up there. Okay. All right. Yeah, it's a little, little ways away, but uh, I was wondering about that. Yeah. Um, so, dude, I was crazy. I was looking at the – obviously, everybody remembers your San Diego win and Honda Troy and everything else. Your first ever Supercross main event, you got sixth? Like that's crazy. Is that is that right? I did. Is, is that vault correct? I mean, <laughs> I, I I actually I think I was in third for a long time, and got so nervous my goggles fogged up and I couldn't see where I was going the last <laughs> you know few laps of that race. Yeah. Probably thinking, holy shoot, what? <laughs> can't believe I'm still up here. Yeah, that was that was an awesome uh you know awesome day and that was uh my dad was my mechanic. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. Did, did you have much help from Cowie or anything? Were you was it po- to- full privateer? Um, Team Green gave us bikes yeah, yeah. Um, that year, so we did have some some Team Green support, I believe, and uh, you know, and, and they were kind of taking the support away. And I got lucky enough to get the call from Honda Troy. Oh, okay, and, uh, yeah, which kept the ball rolling. Right. So, so um, was that your first main event ever, or first Supercross ever? That was my first Supercross ever, nineteen ninety five at Anaheim. <laughs> Damn, dude, that's crazy. Ninth, yeah. uh, ninth in San Diego. Uh, a few weeks later, a couple weeks later, and uh, so I, that was one of my questions for you. Was you did a few Supercrosses there, a couple of nationals. How does uh, Alderton, Phil Alderton, Honda Troy, of course, how does he find you or get a hold of you, or does he come to you after that sixth or something? Like, how do you get on the Honda Troy team? <laughs> that's a good question. You know, um, to be honest. I have no idea. I think, you know what, I think it came down to, I think somebody told me we were actually doing an, an arena cross race style thing, money race out in Lancaster, mm-hmm. and uh, Damon Huffman showed up. So, uh, you know, you're like, all right, yeah. we're fighting for second place here tonight. Right. But I actually put pressure on him, and, and he fell, and I won the race. <laughs> nice. And I, I think that that's pretty much what got uh, Kehoe's attention. Yep. And then, uh, you know. You know, that's how it went. Nice. Uh, so, yeah. 1996, Honda, Troy. Uh, were you nervous? Were you were you intimidated were, were, coming into the year? Were you thinking, like, you know, was this a big deal for you? 
Man, you know, you know what? To be honest with, I don't really think I ever took it as serious as I needed to. Right, you know, right, right. You know, you know, because and and I, a lot of times when I would like really put the hammer down and, and like try to train and and do everything right. Yep. The results never came. And then when I put a little less pressure on myself and was you know kind of not thinking about trying to win the race, that's mm-hmm. when I would do better. But uh, you know, I was just kind of just like a dumb kid just going, right. you know just lucked out into a, you know, a badass ride and, and really never got, you know, all that I think I could have out of it. Right, right. Well, I was thinking too, so you're Swink, Craig, Larry Ward, like, I mean, these (laughs) guys were, my eyes were as huge (laughs) as my head, you know, and I mean, good God, just that lineup alone being in the same, you know, autograph sessions and and all that stuff. And, uh, you know, watching Larry Ward smash rent-a-cars, and uh you know it's pretty crazy so yeah. going to the going to minneapolis for the first time and me and mike craig were were rooming together oh my god and, uh, oh. yeah after the race where he's like you know what dude have you ever driven a rental car in the snow I said no shit i've never even driven a rental car <laughs> and he said let's go and we took his rental car and we freaking had the most fun i've ever had in my life <laughs> doing 360s and crashing into snow banks and all kinds of crazy stuff. Come home about three in the morning, just like you know, just wow! I can't believe yeah. that just happened. You know, those those were some of the fun times. Not exactly great mentors, though, Swink and Craig. <laughs> <laughs> like, not exactly like, hey, Jeff, here's how to be a professional. <laughs> oh no, no, definitely not. Not when we uh, we were back east somewhere, and you know, I think it was uh, Jeff Glass's house. And, and man, you know I'm a young dumb kid, and they had moonshine and, wow. and alcohol and, and women, and uh, you know I couldn't walk for a day um, after that. I was so hungover. This is this and is she, this actually is perfect lead in. I was there, dude. I was you there. Were there. I, you this were is there for that one. This is where I cross paths. You probably don't remember, and I don't blame you. My only right. interaction with you was at Glass's house. I was traveling with Paggio. Uh, PJ one team. I was brand new mechanic, and Swink, and, and yeah, and you were struggling with that moonshine. <laughs> they they almost killed me that night. Yeah, uh, I had way too much fun. I was remember. I remember we were standing there watching you. Well, I don't know if I how graphic I can get, but you were throwing up, and we're oh, like yeah. we're like we we need to roll him over. Like for reals, <laughs> roll him over because he, he he we could we could lose Jeff Willow Supercross winner right here. <laughs> right now, right yeah, now, it could have easily went that way. So and, uh, I had to tell Kehoe the next day that, yeah, oh yeah, no, we didn't go riding. <laughs> uh, no, no training was done. No, I remember. Oh. I remember, and I so I was a pretty new mechanic then. Um, I'd been on the job maybe a month or two, and I was like, you know, Swink was a big deal, right? Like he, I mean, he's a legend, right? Supercross champion, yeah. and I'm like, this is what these guys do during the week. <laughs> this is what this is what brian swink does i had images of running hills and eating eating raw meat but no this is we're we're just drinking moonshine really right and you know you know from being in from socal i never even heard of moonshine or seen no moonshine and if i remember right it was in a beer bong and it was all bad it was it was terrible and and we were laughing at you i remember like because you were just we were like oh my god he He's gonna die. Someone roll him over. Like, yeah. Oh, so that, that was literally the only time you and I have ever spoken or hung out. Was that kind of week? We were there for a week. 
And that, uh, so yeah, it was a crazy week, man. Was, I know. It took me three days to recoup <laughs> from that one. I remember you did shitty that that weekend, and uh, we oh, were. I can only. Yeah, imagine. and we were like, oh yeah, like no, shocker, he <laughs> Willow, <laughs> Willow did crappy. Um, hey, but some of the times, I'll tell you what, though, some of the some of the times racing arena cross is, uh, man, we we would have some fun and pull the win off out of yeah, nowhere, you yeah. know, but <laughs> that weekend, definitely not good. Um, no. So yeah, that's funny. I was, I had that in my notes to talk to you about since you brought it up though. I figured I would, I will just run into it, but yeah, I was there, man. I was there and that, it was an eye opener for me. Small world. I know. Too funny. Um, so, okay. So yeah. And you have 8 million Craig and swing stories that probably can't be told also over there, <laughs> but, um, your, your San Diego win. First of all, where's, where's the, where's the trophy at? Oh man, it's sitting right next to me. Nice, good, good. I'm glad you still got it. Yeah, because you know, so I talked to some guys. They're like, I don't know where my trophies are. I'm like, what? You won a oh, race? No. Like that's a big oh, deal. No. It's a huge deal. Yeah, I make sure I know where that and my kids are at all times. <laughs> now I remember I was at that race again, and I, I think it. You just kind of took off. Like I don't remember it being a big battle for the win. Am I right? Do I remember it right? Yeah, you 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 know what it was. <laughs> It's, it was just crazy. You know, I was at the top of the the tunnel getting ready to go down, find, trying to find out where we were going to party after the race. Right. Not even – and that's how I tell you some of the times that turned out the best is, you know, when I wasn't really focused on trying to race. And yeah. Went out there and just got the whole shot. And, I'm, you know, I'm a pretty good starter, so yep. that's not that big of a deal. So I'm out front. I'm like, all right, if I can just hold these guys off for long enough, you know, I'll be on the podium. Uh-huh. And, you know, that's what I just kept telling myself, just knock those laps off. And next thing you know, it was like, holy shit, the, the white flag's out. You yeah, know? yeah. And then when, once that happens, dude, you're not going to give it up. So, you know, the lap traffic came on the last lap and yeah. made it a little interesting there at the end. I had to do some inside moves and <laughs> put that bike in first gear, make sure I didn't stall it in the last corner and got over that finish line. Kim Ashkenazi got second, Dobb third. What a, yeah. you know, that's kind of a strange podium with Ashkenazi and Dobb with you up there. Uh, totally. Brandes, Villeman. Um, yeah, like, so this is, Wyndham was out. I think Wyndham had broken his collarbone or something at this point. Um, I think Wyndham got mono. Oh, he was, oh, was he mono? Okay, mono, all right. Um, if I remember right. Yeah. And then Pingree w- was like the next, you know, main dude, and, yep. and he got taken out in the rhythm section, the broken femur. That must have been cool for your dad. He was there, I hope, to see that. He was. Yeah. That must have been awesome <laughs> yeah, for him, right? Oh, yeah. Total, total awesome. And uh, it's kind of not too many people know this, but, you know, as a kid growing up, before I went to bed every night, you know, that was what I wished for. Yeah. I want to win a Supercross with my dad, my parents there. Yeah. And it, and it came true, so, you know. Well, especially. I, you... I should have wished for a championship, but, you know, I'll take what I can get. <laughs> Dude. And, uh, you know, it's just crazy. Just to have your name in the record books for one time, it never, you know, is amazing. And, you know, yeah. Deegan, Deegan told me, too. I mean, Deegan won the, the Coliseum there in 97. And I don't know how true it is or how much Brian, you know, reinvents the history, but. Part of him, he said, I, I just always wanted to want, win a Supercross. I did that, and I was kind of like, oh, I've done that. I lost a little bit of motivation. I, you know, and again, I don't know how true that is and all of this. A but, little bit. You know? A little bit. Yeah. You kind of accomplished everything you really are shooting for your whole life, you know, and then, you know, what do I do now? And then I had a real rough go after, too. You know, I don't, I don't know if my head was too big to ride the bike <laughs> or, or what, but, yeah. but you know, it, uh, I didn't make a main for four main events after I won. 
So yeah, okay. That, that'll that'll level you out real quick. Yeah, how does that happen? Right? Were you crashing, or was it was it instances instances where yeah, you? Yeah, just... it was just uh, you know one thing after another. Just uh, right. you know wasn't riding good. I'd be in positions and crash in the mm-hmm. LCQ. It was just a you know it was a struggle. Well, probably some putting pressure on you and people putting pressure on you, right? And you yourself. Oh yeah, all that, the, right. the very second the very second you cross that line and you won a race, mm-hmm. they they don't expect anything but that after that. Yeah, and uh, yeah. that put a lot of weight on my shoulders. What did you What did you end up making from that race? Do you remember Honda Honda money and all that? Um, it... Yeah, I think it was somewhere around like thirteen grand or something. Oh yeah, sweet. Not, um, not that much money. A lot, a lot well, back then, but you know you, they make you wait forever to get your Honda check and all that stuff. So nowadays that would be be sixty five, seventy five k now. So, <laughs> and those guys are probably still getting paid on you know barely, you know what twenty to win. Uh, oh yeah, from right? from the AMA. Oh God, it's not even twenty. It's pennies. Yeah, they get pennies. For, I think it's three grand. It's and twelve it was two when I won. It's twelve to win a four fifty Supercross. Do you know how? Badass, you got to be to win a 450 Supercross, and it's 12 you grand. You can't even go buy a KX 450 for that. <laughs> no, no, I know. <laughs> um, so at the end of the year, uh, did Honda, did Kehoe and those guys tell you that they weren't bringing you back? Were you thinking you were going to go back to Honda Troy, or you're, you know, how'd that kind of end? Um, that was kind of, I, I wasn't sure, and um, I kind of had a feeling. Yeah, they, they caught, you know, they, we, I wasn't, I wasn't putting 100 percent effort into it. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I think uh, I think they kept Lytle on because he was a little more hands-on guy and less tardy, more <laughs> yes. more, more race. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, but you know, I, I learned from that, and then uh, we got lucky enough to get on the team Nolene. Right. And uh, you know, I had a few good rides with them too. When you were with Swink and Craig, and not so much Larry, but Swink and Craig, like, did you ever did you ever just watch them? Did they amaze you with some of their talent they had? Like, did you ever? We you ever sit back and be like, holy shit, these guys are good. Like, I, I went to Swink's house one time uh, when he had a place in Florida there. Would have been like 98, maybe. Um, no, triple X year, more, 97. And he was already near the end of his career, and there was like this little triple, triple thing, and like he was like pre jumping and getting over it. And you were just like, shit, that guy's so good still, you know? What, do you remember any of those stories from Swink or Craig? Yeah, you know what? I wasn't never lucky enough to really ride with those guys. Though. Right, right. So I only got to, you know, watch the races and, you know, I already had, those guys were already heroes to me, you know, <laughs> the, right. the second I, you know, watching every Supercross that, that they were ever in and, you know, watching those guys ride like it's a Sunday ride when they're out leading the main event, you know, is, yeah. is something that really st- stood out to me. I think that year, I think that 96 year, it was when Craig was, was he leading Bud's Creek when he broke his leg? I don't know. It was, it was gnarly, so. Um, you know, yeah, Craig, uh, Craig was always up in the front, you know. Yep, he just, good man, starter. He was so fast, but and then, you know, it, would, it could go wrong real fast mm-hmm. when you're going that fast, I guess. So, uh, so the no-lean team, how was that for you? That was cool. Yep. That was good. A um, couple of top fives, a, yep. Had Todd Brown as my mechanic for uh, for half the year. That was probably, probably the best mechanic I ever had. Yep. And uh, when when he was on and I was on, we we did pretty good. We had a couple good rides at Gainesville. I think Daytona, we got like a sixth or something. Yeah, a couple of fifths, Minneapolis and Daytona. I got fifth, sixth at Houston. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's good. Yeah, definitely think you know. I think they could have been better, but mm-hmm. uh, you know the bike was solid. Todd was such a good mechanic. That guy would come back after the race and take. I'm not kidding. Every single bolt, 
every piece of the suspension, every part of the motor apart, and put it all back together for the next weekend. Yeah. It was, well, <laughs> you get some mechanics, they're like, dude, if it ain't dirty, you know, just go ride. <laughs> You're fine. You well, that's know, what so that's, that was, that's what us mechanics did, Willow. I mean, come on. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. I had some some mechanics that were better motivators than mechanics, that's for sure. <laughs> I think Watson falls into the motivator more than a mechanic. Watson falls yeah, more into that. Yeah, Ed Staub. Oh, like Staub, yeah, Staub, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, Staub. Yeah, Staub was Curry's mechanic. There was great stories from when Staub worked for Curry, Curry for yeah, a while. Um, for sure. Uh, the next year you were on Stiffy? Was that Stiffy? Yeah, Team Stiffy. Yeah, on Suzuki. Um, how was that? That was cool. Yeah. That was uh that was different. That was pretty cool. I got to have my buddy uh, Dustin Shanklin, kid I grew up with and went to school with, be my mechanic for the first part of that race, mm-hmm. or that series. Yeah. So that was cool, and uh, that was kind of the the end of it all. Though that was when uh, they, they they folded. Yeah. And I and I thought it'd be a good idea to go all the way back to uh, Bud's Creek by myself. Or uh, with a buddy. Yeah, yeah. Try to race the last three rounds. Probably should have sat that one out. <laughs> yeah, really, right? Um, yeah. Well, there's uh, so you're 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 racing still. You're still getting good results. Like you're on a stiffy bike, which is far from a factory bike, and you're getting top tens in Supercross. It does look, Willow, like your Supercross skills were better than your motocross skills. Is that that's fair to say? I, I would definitely agree with that. For yeah. Sure. Um, Definitely, I you know what I really felt home is when I was racing arena cross those yeah. the small small stadiums and the you know the bump and grind mm-hmm. and, you know you could uh, keep on somebody and be drinking a beer with them later in the <laughs> night you know oh the, the, the stories that Budman and Denny have are just just incredible <laughs> um, probably, could probably make a movie or two right right so. <laughs> So ninety eight is the is the year that you go to Steel City and they are doing some drug testing and we are all, you know, in the pits. This is all we were loving this because uh at some point during the day all of a sudden you there's people riding in Mike Jones's backyard in ramps and everything and it's you and you didn't race and, and all of us are like, What the hell? And the crowd is all wandering over there at some point and I guess so the is the story true that they you know, obviously they're they did drug testing twice a year, Daytona and Steel City. It was it was hilarious. We, everybody knew it, and everybody knew what was going on, and they would draw numbers. So you just said, I'm out. They drew your number, and you just said, I, I'm out for the day. Is that that's true? That's pretty much, yeah. I just told them, you know, I, I ain't going to pass. Yeah. So, uh, you know, where do we go from now? Yeah, where do yeah. Where we go from there? And uh, they said, you can't race. I said, shit. And then we, we loaded the truck up, and uh, – we were halfway back to the hotel when Eric Sandin called from NoFX and he said, hey, we're filming a video over here at Swink's house because I know you're pretty pissed, but yeah. you know, if you want, come ride. I said, well, shit, we're all the way back here. Might as well go do this, you know? Right, right. I got nothing else to do today. Did you get in trouble from AMA for that? Was anybody pissed at you for doing that? Not me personally. I, I don't think that they were too uh, happy when a uh, bunch of the fans yes. were coming to watch. Right, but, right. But other than that, you know, I didn't get like in trouble personally. Yeah, that was that was a pretty cool uh, experience in itself. Riding with Travis uh, Pastrana. Yeah, and uh, man, I think uh, and me, me, Mad Mike, and and Travis. Were you? Could you do tricks? Like, were you a freestyle guy? I don't even know. No, I was not a freestyle guy at all. <laughs> but I did do a lot of free riding and stuff. And, yeah. Uh, I remember looking at this huge jump, and I'm like, I'm already psyching myself out. Phil Lawrence comes over and he's like, "Man, so you're gonna jump that?" 
<laughs> and I was like, well, I was going to, you know. And he's like, well, man, look at that tractor's like 50 feet, you know, after the landing right there, man. You hit that thing, you're done. And I was like thinking about it, and I was like, told those guys, you know, I don't think I'm going to ride, dude. No, like, come on, dude. Don't don't puss out. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, suited up and and had to hit it. <laughs> so so did, I'll throw in some whips and stuff. Yeah, and, you know. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, well, all of us are like, hey, Willow. They were drug testing. Willow said he's out, and now he's over there doing tricks. And we're all like, <laughs> like laughing. Like it was pretty fu- pretty weird and surreal to hear these two strokes off in the distance. <laughs> just, just you know, go for it. Yeah, yeah. It was hilarious. So no doubt. Um, did the AMA? Did they get you? Did they? I mean, did they suspend you? Did, well, how does that work? Did they, you're okay to race the next time, or no? They well, they said since I like volunteered and I didn't didn't actually fail the test, yeah, you can uh, you just got to pass another test and you got to jump through a few hoops to race the season next year. Okay. So I was like, I was like, all right, well, you know, whatever, we'll do what we got to do. Yep. And uh, <clears throat> one thing led to another, where I got a call from Dave Analak, and he said, "Hey, you want to come race arena cross and make some real money?" Yeah. And I said, yeah, that sounds good to me. Let's do it. So we went and uh, we raced the first four rounds of the Arena Cross Series. And we're, uh, I think we're like right there with the championship points. And Mm -hmm. they came to me and they said, hey, we didn't know that you were uh, racing this stuff over here. And uh, you you never passed a drug test. Okay. (laughs) So they, they actually made me sit out a Friday night main event two main events i missed oh no way and, uh, oh shit I took, I took i took their drug test and then the next night they came up to me and they said are you sure you're gonna pass yeah and i said yeah of course i am yeah you know i i don't know really <laughs> I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just telling them yeah of course i'm gonna pass yeah and uh they let me race that race that night oh wow so they pretty much essentially like just made it so i couldn't win the championship by making oh, me sit out geez. for two Yeah, minutes. yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, because it was, what, what, was this Budman days or is this Denny? This is yeah, Denny and Budman? Yeah, yeah, Bud yeah. Man, Budman was ahead in the points, and then uh, I never had a chance to catch back up. I ended up getting hurt uh, with like three rounds to go. Uh-huh. So with that, you know, you kind of, there's nothing else we could do. Yeah, yeah. For, for the number four that year. Um, Did you have fun, though, doing it? Did you make some money and have fun? Oh, yeah. I had, like, the most fun ever, you know. And then when I went to Arena Cross, I got Denny Stevenson and Jeremy Buell, my teammates. So Yeah. It's like I, I'm just, like, around, like, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm, like, starstruck pretty much. You know, <laughs> these guys are the baddest of the baddest, you know. Yeah. Supercross winners, championships, and all that good stuff. Shit, you know. I, I was roommate with uh, Lou Lopez from Sunstar back then. Uh-huh. Um, and he was – I mean, he used to love that series, and he would be like, dude – these guys are out till two, three in the morning, all together, and then they're racing the next day. He's like, they're all getting along, they're all partying, and they're all racing, and they're all making money. It's the best series ever. <laughs> oh, dude, I swear those are the best, the best times ever. Is that true though? That's all true, right? Oh yeah, yeah, for, for sure. Yeah, we would we'd all be out at the same bar, right? You know, and and all hanging with each other. Even if it if it came to throwing blows on the track, yeah, you know, we're we're still hanging out after the races. Right, that's ah, crazy. Yeah, Dif- different time for sure. Uh, yeah, Fly Racing Racer X podcast with Jeff Willow, presented by Maxis and the folks at Renthal. I also want to give a shout out to the folks at, at uh, Race Tech. Pulp nineteen is the code to save with Race Tech. You ever use Race Tech, Willow? They ever do anything for you? 
Yeah, I did. I wrote for uh, for Paul way back in the day. Did my suspension for a few years. Oh, good. Good to hear. Uh, they're still around. Yeah. Pulp 19 is a code to save. They're doing this motors and suspension for the uh, Chaparral Honda team over there with uh, Blos and Robin and uh, soon-to-be Ben LeMay. And uh, please check them out, racetech.com. Pulp 19 is the code to save. Thanks to Fly Racing, Maxis, and Renthal as well. Hey, so, um, and you can you can pass on this question if you want, but, like, how what kind of drugs are we talking about or how bad did it get? I mean, were you doing other stuff than other than weed or was it, was it gnarly or? Oh no, I was, I just drank. We, you know, we, I'm not even really a drinker. So, you know, it was like when you'd get out of, get out of your town and you'd be at these races, you know, that's when we had, you know, yep. party and stuff. But I always used to take, you know, some, some smoke to the races too, you know, okay. in the cross days. Yeah. Yeah. But it never like you got can... out of hand or nothing. Like it never, you know what I mean? Like, no, yeah. we weren't like smoking crack or nothing like that. <laughs> Thank goodness, dude. Sir, some of these, some of these racers, that's the way their lives go. You know, so, you, you never know, man. It could go no. any way, either way. No, for sure. for sure. Um, so you did arena cross for a few years. I know you won some main events. Wasn't there? I should have done my research better here, Willow. But wasn't there a weekend where you swept all four? I thought there was. Um, no, I, the best I did was win both on on a night one time. Did you get a cover of Cycle News? I feel like you did, and that's where not I'm, the cover, but it was like a nice two page spread. Maybe that's it. Okay. For that one. Yep, yep. I was like, oh, I was, I was remember thinking like Willow's like killing it. Here, here's this massive Cycle News thing with you. So, um, yeah. If you, and if you look at the results from that night, I actually went ten ten on the first <laughs> night. So that's that's arena cross for you. And yeah. I was pretty pissed off about that. Yeah. You know, one thing led to another. The next night, and it's, you know, everything changes. Yeah, crazy, right? Isn't well. That's yeah. just a start, and then yeah, just kind of figure it out, I when, guess. Yeah, when you're feeling it, you know, in arena right. cross, if you're getting those starts and, and you can actually back up the start, then then you're good. I think when you look at your results and you you you, t- you look at your arena cross stuff and you look at your results and you look at getting six at your first supercross and ninth, you know, two weeks later and all this, like it's safe to say you've got so, you had and still have some natural talent to ride a motorcycle, huh? Yeah, definitely. I think I think that's mostly where it came from. Was just like kind of natural. I, when I rode my bike, I wanted it to look like I was riding it effortlessly. Right, you know? right. I watch these guys that are that, that are trying so hard and they're not really going anywhere. Mm-hmm. And then you watch a guy like Damon Huffman, where it doesn't even look like he's riding. Yeah, and he's fifteen seconds ahead of the the rest of the oh. field. That's how I always tried to you know had to do it. That's uh, that's Roxon too now. Like Roxon's crazy. You're just like, dude. The guy, the guy's a gear higher. He's just all <laughs> yeah, keeping, totally. the, you know, just rolling the, the corners. You're just like, ha. and then you watch Eli, and he's just wide open all over the place. You know, digging. But yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. And I'm a huge Eli fan. So, but it, it's it's fun to watch them all. You know, yeah. They all have their you know their their thing. They're like so fast. And Roxon, like you said, is just like it's like he's not even trying. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So for Arena Cross, how many years did that go on for you? Oh man, I think we did uh, six years of Arena Cross, and yep. then I, and then I did a couple of a regional, uh, the the regional series, the yep. last two years of you know really racing. Yep. Did you were you making money still and doing Arena Cross and all that? Like were you, were you making a a good living? Uh, you know the, the when you're winning, you're making a lot of money. Yeah. If you're if you're outside the top three, you're not going to be making you know what you need to be making. Uh-huh. So it's pretty much a struggle, you know, because like every single year in arena cross, you would get more, you know, like you got the Josh the Moose, you know, you got the Charlie Bogart, mm-hmm. you got, you know, those guys never stopped coming, and those guys are all fast, 
solid competitors. So yeah, it made it hard hard to make money. <laughs> You're you like, know, stay away, sure. stay away, <laughs> yeah, dude. It's not as good as everybody's saying. <laughs> right, right. And the Muth's just bringing these smoke shows to the track every weekend. <laughs> dude, the Muth. If you watch some old video, Josh is like, Josh would find speed like like no other. You know, for yeah. such a small track, you'd be carrying so much speed. It was crazy. Um, oh, that's interesting. So for you, what what kind of well, first of all, did you do much many races in Europe? Did you go overseas at all and race over there? Not like um, not like they do now. You no. know, and when we were racing arena cross, I think it was for two years. We we went to Switzerland. Yeah. So um, that was pretty cool. Did you ever do, get to see much? Did you ever but, do Bercy or any of those things though? Like in off seasons, mm, anything? No, you no. know what? I did a lot of um, like Mexico races and a lot of Costa Rica races. What were those like? Those were like the the best. <laughs> the, the the race in Costa Rica, you know, they had probably you know eight or ten riders. You know, it was yeah. Mad Mike Jones, myself, you know, like Sean Highland, guys like that. Yeah. And the guy knew that we would be all partying all night. So what he did is he parked his rental car directly behind our rental car with cars on each side of it, so we couldn't get out. <laughs> He thought that that would stop us from going and, and partying all night. <laughs> and uh, we we all moved his, the back of his car and slid that car out of the way and went out all night. And, oh, shit. And oh. Uh, if I remember right, I think uh, some girl got their pants thrown on the roof and the cops were called. Oh, boy. You know, oh, boy. <laughs> it uh, was one of those nights. Yeah. While that crew you're hanging out with, I can imagine. I can imagine. You know what? Hey, to be honest, I wasn't even a part of that one. This, this time I was innocent. That was... Uh, Somebody else's room, thank God. <laughs> uh, where'd you go in Mexico? Uh, I went to Guadalajara. I went to Mexico City. Yeah. Um, are these arena crosses or are these are these? These are like oh. like super like supercross kind of arena crosses. Okay. Um, some of them were like real big. Uh, you know, we'd be racing against like Eric Vallejo and Pedro Gonzalez. Yeah, yeah. And uh, those are a lot of fun races too. Those were fun. Get a little bit sketchy. You know, you got some. You the first time I went. I think uh, the guy the guy picked us up in a Toyota with a, a carpet kit in the back, and, and we we laid on the carpet kit all the way twenty hours into Mexico, you know, to to go race this race. And oh, then wow. after we won the race a few times, and you know, now we got a motorhome, and <laughs> you know, we got Tyler Evans and Sean Prolio, and yeah, you know, the whole crew going down there back in the good old days. And were those pretty lucrative, or were were they just all right? Were you making some good cash? Uh, you know, I was, that, for back then it was pretty good. Yeah, you know, I think make make like three grand or so. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, but everything was paid for. And got nice hotels and all that stuff. So when do you hang it up, or what happens to to make you hang it up? When do you when do you realize like, hey, I got I got to go do fountains? <laughs> well, I was in denial for a long time, you know. So <laughs> when uh, when I uh, got done racing the re- the regular arena cross series. I was like, oh, I'm not done yet, so we're going to go try to race these regional right. arena crosses. And those were a lot of fun, like a lot less stress, not making quite as much money, but, you know, you can make like two grand a weekend. You're, you know, you're having a good time. Yep. And uh, end up winning the championship. And then we went to the GPS team, the Honda team, to do the Buku arena cross. Uh-huh. I got signed up to do that. And then after a couple rounds, I was like, you know, running 10th in the points or something. And they announced we're giving away a truck for the regional champion for this next year. And I was like, "Well, you got to be kidding me! They already they already raced the first round. I missed it." You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, 
that one thing led to another. I talked to my boss, and you know, instead of uh, racing the Buku, I went and tried to try to win that truck. <laughs> and how'd that and, go? Uh, that, that was going great. About four races in, I'd already got like a fifty-point lead, and like you know, claimed the yeah. points lead, and yep. we were back in Kentucky, and uh, and got a flat front tire, and went down in the whoops, and got hit in the back, and broke three ribs. Oh shit! Okay. So uh, had to had to drive all the way home from Kentucky back to California and missed miss two more rounds. Yep. When we came back, you know, I was pretty confident I could still win the, the chuck. It was only, I was 19 points down. Uh-huh. And uh, the kid, Michael Chidoni, he was, he was leading the points. And uh, he actually started beating me at the, the, you know, last couple rounds leading to the, to the finale to where I had like a 30 points down. So when when we went to Omaha for the last round, we were you know me and my buddy Brandon sat and we drove all the way back there to to try to do this race. And, you know we I was barely holding on to second. Uh, uh-huh. Third place was right there on me, and it came down to the very last weekend and uh, ended up two 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 one. And that kid had a horrible weekend, and I ended up taking the truck by six points. Nice. Oh, that's yeah, sweet. And and my dad flew out there for that race too, so that was pretty awesome. That's awesome. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was that was pretty cool. And that was your swan song? I want a truck. I'm out. I, I won the truck. I can't afford the truck, so I'm selling it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and we're off to go do some fountains. No way. That's how it all ended. Oh, that's funny. So Yeah, that's pretty much how it goes down, dude, you, I guess. You walked into the sunset with a, with a truck and a trophy. Like, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. You know it. Yeah, oh, that's cool. That's uh, It's a nice... Nice career racing motorcycles, and it sounds. Are you relatively healthy? Like it sounds like you are. Like nothing, you know, like nothing jacked up on you from years of riding. Uh, I mean, other than you know my wrist, which still bothers me. No, I'm pretty good. Yeah, I'm pretty lucky. Um, any regrets at all for your career? Uh, you know what? I, I wish I would have tried a little bit harder. To be honest <laughs> with you, you know, because because yeah, yeah. you never know when you're uh, when you're in the middle of it all. You know and you're doing your best and then when it's done you always you know you always think yeah i could have done a little bit more yeah. you know maybe i could have done this or that but no you know i'm glad i i got three beautiful daughters and uh if it wasn't for dirt bike racing you know like you know the, how my path went yeah i probably would have never met never had them and uh yeah no nah, yeah. I, I don't got no regrets it's all good it's funny like obviously look uh you're you're not um you're not innocent in the, all of this but you know, Ping Ping told me a story years ago. Like he he didn't know anything about training, nothing. And Randy he meets Randy Lawrence, and Randy Lawrence is like, "Hey, I'll help you. Here's how you train." And and it really, really helped him out. Like he really learned. Okay, this is what I got to do. And and a guy like and again, like you're not innocent, but you come into the pro ranks and you're with Swink and Craig, and you're like, okay, well this is, you know, this is how they do it, and this is what I'm gonna do, and and maybe then you know, who knows how it would have been? Like I'm not blaming. Like I'm not. Like I said, I'm not blaming them and saying anything else but it's funny how small decisions small things in your life help you one way or another you know what i mean that's like yeah that's true yeah just that's for sure. and again i'm not saying like it was all there i'm not blaming them on you not you know becoming a factory rider and making hundreds of thousands of dollars but you never know it's just you're just like uh you know i don't know i'm not putting the right spot yeah so. no i don't think it's anybody's fault but my own if that 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 didn't right, happen. But, right. <laughs> you know but no dude I, you know what those guys are all awesome, you know. Yeah. Every every one of my teammates, I had, I got nothing, you know, bad to say about those guys. And, um, uh, you know, I really enjoyed 
every part of my career. Yeah, you know, the Dude, whole the whole thing, bro. I, I as a pro mechanic, I I, I won a national um, with Kelly Smith. Uh, he won it, and I was wrenching for him. And then um, that summer cross thing. Do you remember that summer cross thing in LA Coliseum? I do. Well, I was Ferry's mechanic, and he won that. And like you would, I I can't stop talking about those stupid stuff over and over. Never mind. You actually won a race, won a Supercross as a rider, so you should be super proud because you know I am, and I just was a mechanic. So it's yeah, just being a part of that in itself is so awesome. Yeah, Yeah, dude, things that you'll never forget. You know, no, for sure. Buddies will probably all be like, "Dude, all right, we already heard it." (laughs) (laughs) I don't care. I would tell them every. I'd have that thing. I'd have that race playing on a loop. When they came to my house, it would just be playing on my TV. Like, oh, oops, sorry, I'm watching it again. Oh yeah, so. I try to show my daughters, and they're like, ah, again, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's awesome, man. It's something to be really proud of. Um, thanks Thank for uh, thanks for the time on the uh, Fly Racing Racer X podcast. Uh, nice to catch up with you again. Like I said, the last time uh, we spoke, it was wasn't good. Uh, it was at, at Glasses House in Pennsylvania. So, oh man, I think that's so awesome that that that, that uh, we met there, and, and I don't remember it at all. No, so no, no, that's too classic. I, I I I remember thinking like, you know, yeah, this is an eye-opening experience for me. And here's Jeff Willow who won San Diego like a month ago or two months ago. <laughs> there, there he is, like gonna on the. I was still celebrating. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> Absolutely. And I I also remember like. Uh, the because glass was there and then um there was another rider there i don't remember who it was and they kept saying hey hey brian do you want to go ride swink and he's and he, brian's like no nah, not today i don't think swink rode all week <laughs> yep and he probably kicked ass that oh weekend, i'm sure he too, did you know? i'm sure he yeah. did but uh good times for sure uh absolutely thanks jeff for the time really appreciate it good luck with everything man um and thanks again thanks for having me i appreciate it you have a good one Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as... The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck is that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunis. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart, there's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And McGill was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right. And, right. and he's got the thing. He's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jump farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't have been there. The Hurricane Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think yeah. he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern day guys in Switzerland or Poland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? Right. They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days. They're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home, and once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. 
The Daughter Raw Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse. I mean, you know, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Pro Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I just pulled pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it. You just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. As the days and the months and the-